This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. Hour number two of Spears and Ali presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. And Spears and Ali, we're live on location, Ali. Kolagar Classic. Live and alive. 19th hole. Fresh in and, what is it? What Fresh and I? funky? Fresh and funky? Yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. I don't know. <laughs> whatever you kids say. <laughs> so, Kolagar Classic, uh, first day of the tournament is wrapping up here. And the environment is absolutely amazing. And we're going to be here until, well, past 6 o'clock. But our, <laughs> not on the show. Well, yes. Justin will be here past 6 o'clock. I'll be here for past sure. 6 o'clock. If you guys want to see uh, Justin Spears do the Dougie, come to the Collegar Classic tonight. And the stanky, the stanky leg. Oh, the stanky. And the cat daddy. Oh, my goodness. I get down, man. I get down. The ginger assassin. <laughs> uh, this uh, Collegar Classic broadcast is presented by Chicanos por la Causa. And, Ali, before we get a special guest on the show here, uh, let's chat a little bit about Arizona Wildcats basketball. Yeah. So we saw last night. Big be- win. Taking down USC, getting right, heading into their uh, big showdown against UCLA on Saturday. But uh, they hold off USC, 87-81. to 81. Boogie Ellis for the Trojans led the game with 35 points. But I think the big storyline for me was Zeus Tubelas getting right. You know, it, it seemed like that Bay Area trip, right after that Cal game, and Cal stinks, right? So Zeus Tubelas just came in. Handled his business. Arizona took care of business. It was just a very typical day at the office for the Arizona Wildcats. And then that Stanford game happened. He gets into foul trouble, finishes in single digits for the first time this season in scoring. And during that stretch, man, between that Stanford game and that ASU game, Azulis Tabella seemed to be in somewhat of a funk, almost like he was going through the motions, right? He He still finished a couple games in double figures, looked okay on offense, but the defense, and we saw that against ASU, Tommy Lloyd pretty much called him a liability on defense after the game, was very critical of him. I don't think the defense was really hurting last night. And I know that he finished with 25-10, and 10, so people look at the point total, but I thought Uzulis Tabellas, all in all, played probably his best game since the 40-piece against Oregon. Well, absolutely. And, you know, he, um, you know, I, I've never seen Tommy Lloyd switch offense for defense like he did against ASU with Cedric Henderson and Azulis Tubelas. But from my perspective, he had a couple of games with foul trouble, then a game where he was really worried about touching anybody. But last night, Umar Balo and Azulis Tabellas both were not in foul trouble. They played to their normal level. And then this uh, this ascension of the backcourt and how much better it's been playing in the last half dozen games matched the frontcourt, what it's been doing all season. Yeah. That Arizona Wildcat team last night, if they play like that, a couple tweaks here and there, they kind of let USC back in the game at the end. They're going to be formidable and, and uh, be a really tough out come March. Well, I also noticed that it seemed like they were really forcing. I wouldn't say forcing, but they were they made it a point of emphasis to give Azulis Tabellas the ball. Yeah. And they were really crafty with how they passed him the ball. And it seemed like USC just had no answer for him whatsoever. Anytime Azulis Tabellas had the ball right around the basket, it almost seemed automatic. Yeah. So I thought Tommy Lloyd had a great game plan. Uh, for for USC and it, it was really cool to see Azulis Tabellas get right again, and now it sets up sets up a pretty big showdown against UCLA. Yeah, him, mean, and, him and Jaime Hawkes going for Pac-12 Player of the Year. And this again, game could decide it. I think that just getting that out of his mind, 
Pac-12 Player of the Year, National Player of the Year. Azulis Tubelis needs to not worry about any of that stuff. So he can just play his game. Look, they're not playing for anything from a seeding standpoint in the Pac-12 tournament, but you know UCLA has lost three in a row to Arizona, and uh, they're going to be highly motivated. So Arizona better bring its 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 a game. What are we doing here? I don't know. Okay. Hey, Herbie. Herbie Hancock. <laughs> I'll take care of this. All right. We got to get Valdez on the that, – that's why we have security, right? Yeah, see our guy Adam Lazarus is cutting this off. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. Appreciate you. Or maybe not. Or maybe no, not. No, I think he's like, no, turn it up. Turn yeah, it up. turn it up. There we go. That's All right. Better. Anyways. No, but my uh, big storyline as well from that game besides Zeus Tubelis – getting right how about kylan boswell having a game finishing in crunch time too making good plays defensively and did i remind you that he's 17 years old he is did you know that he's 17 i did years not old? know he's 17 years old yeah huh it's an ongoing joke by the way for for years on a basketball fans who don't know incredible it, every every time kylan boswell does something amazing it's like and he's 17 did you know that but man he had a great game 14 points had a couple of rebounds and a couple of assists he, the more that the season progresses, man, the more I really like Kylan Boswell. And so does Tommy Lloyd. He's going to be a bona fide star next year for this Arizona team. You know, and Tommy Lloyd talks about the fact that he kind of nurtured him in as a young guy, not wanting to put a lot on his shoulders as he came in. But now he's coaching him as an all-conference guard. He's like, that's what you are next year. I'm coaching you like that now. Yeah. And uh, you, you can see uh, he wants that. He wants that coaching. He wants to be pushed. And he's playing great basketball. So now Arizona takes on UCLA on Saturday. We'll actually uh, dive into that game coming up at the uh, top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, but Ali, we got a very special guest. Go Listen, ahead, take it away. <laughs> very special guest. So if for those of you that are looking for southern Arizona, Pima County, to not only keep the things we have but draw more attractions, The state legislature just recently passed a bill creating the Southern Arizona Sports, Tourism, and Film Authority. And the purpose and mission, and I'm going to let our guy talk about it, is, again, to maintain what we got, but also bring things to our community that matter. Yeah, I'm talking about baseball. And I'm going to put it out there right now. Baseball is coming back to Tucson, and it's going to be a lot because of our next guest, the executive director of the uh, Southern Arizona Sports, Tourism, and Film Authority, Blake Eager. Blake, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. I mean, that was a heck of an intro, huh? I couldn't ask for more. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's something that we've been working towards for about three years. It's, uh, it's exciting. We've got six counties, Pinal, Pima, Santa Cruz, Cochise, Greenlee, and Graham, and we're currently trying to fortify some plans to bring um, baseball back to Southern Arizona in 2024. So... Baseball in Southern Arizona and Tucson, it's been a staple for so long. Long history. What kind of feedback have you gotten just in terms of spring training, not being here anymore, and being up in Phoenix? Well, I'm I'm born and bred here, so I'm I'm a Tucsonan at heart. Uh, I grew up here. I went to Flowing Wells, graduated, uh, went on, uh, lived all over the place, but always come back and made it my home. And I think the one thing that you taught to everybody is the staple of Southern Arizona has been professional Major League Baseball, spring training, AAA baseball, and the film industry. And we've lost both those things. Wow. Correct? So. Yeah. And so what inspired you, Blake, to – I mean, you're a baseball guy. Let's talk a little bit about your history. You know, you played uh, professional baseball. Mm-hmm. You coached at Catalina Foothills High School. What inspired you 
and you are the, the the motivating force behind this. You are the guy that is lit the lit the spark. What has motivated you to bring baseball back to Southern Arizona? Yeah, I'll share your story. I mean, I'm a West Side kid. I grew up I grew up on the West Side. Went to Flowing Wells. Um, I had an opportunity given to me by a family friend to try out for a collegiate baseball team. I made that team at Eastern Arizona. I went on from there and played um, several years uh, with the New York Mets organization. Then I coached internationally with the Swedish national team and the Russian national team. But the decision for me not to quit baseball was actually made at Keno Stadium watching a AAA game with my dad. Um, and I noticed what they were doing. So just that little spark inside me that kept my window going, I think everybody should have that opportunity. And I think we forget how great of a thing it is for Southern Arizona, for the community that we have, the community that we serve, to have something where our youth can go out and actually see somebody doing it at the highest level. And we've had that for so long. So it's really important that we're able to give back but also bring back at the yeah. same time. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because growing up, I was actually a Diamondbacks fan. And one, I mean, the colors were amazing. Like, the, the color scheme the D-backs had was unreal. But a big reason why I really like the Arizona Diamondbacks is because I felt a connection to them, right? We came in from Southern California, so I like the Lakers. I like, you know, my football team is not the Cardinals, it's the Chargers. So I didn't really have a professional Arizona sports team that I liked, but the first team that I did follow was the Diamondbacks. And a big reason why was because of the Tucson Sidewinders and that connection. And even when they, you know, made the transition from with the colors to what green and teal or teal and purple to Sedona red or whatever mm-hmm. it is, I still kind of follow them because of Chris Young, because of Connor Jackson, the greatest Tucson sidewinder ever. Uh, you know, Eric Burns, like all these sidewinders, then elevated to the Diamondbacks. And to me, like I think about growing up in Tucson, having that connection, and it's very special. Baseball is very special to a lot of people here in the city. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's exposure that we get for the region that we commit to, right? Which I think Tucson's unlike anywhere else in the world. Our region of Southern Arizona is unlike anywhere else in the world. And the things that can bring more exposure to that is going to benefit the people that we work with. And we talk about workforce development. We talk about creating jobs, sustainable living income for for our graduates from a level of either college or junior college, whatever it may be, or straight out of high school. We want to be able to give them an opportunity. And Major League Baseball, I know we're talking in rounds there, Major League Baseball is a big proponent of that that creates economic impact that creates jobs that's sustainable living wages that's sustainable life and that's such a big piece of what we had before in tucson that we lost that we're looking to bring back in, a, in small portions at this point so moving forward with this uh are we looking at maybe going all in with kino maybe developing certain stadiums parks what do you what do you make of that we're going to look at all options how about that yeah yeah okay. we're going to utilize everything we have in front of us excellent yeah, anything you can imagine uh, is on the table, right? Why limit ourselves in any way? And, you know, I talk to – and Blake talks to parents all the time about that they play lacrosse, they play soccer, they play football, whatever sport. And, honestly, there needs to be more facilities in southern Arizona and yeah. Tucson, right? Because, you know, I, I know people that they have kids that play lacrosse. They're in Phoenix every other week. They're playing volleyball. They're in Phoenix every other week. There's no reason why we can't have the, the accommodations here – to support our kids doing things that are healthy for them, right? And uh, and frankly, I think it's it's time to – people tell Blake me and this all the time. You, you, if they say no, it just drives us more. It's time for a multi-use field around downtown Tucson. I'm going to say it right now. On the west side of downtown, there's, there's space there. There's no reason why 
we can't develop that area. What I was going to say, location, too, it's perfect because folks from Phoenix can drive down. It's just off the freeway. Because, you know, High Corbett, yes, it's not too far from the freeway, but you still have to go into town, right? Uh, I think having a location like that would be money. It would be absolute money. Absolutely. But, you know, it may be somewhere else, too. Ultimately, we're just here uh, as your Pima County representative. I'm just here to promote these things uh, because I think a community that celebrates together thrives together. And things like spring training helps our community celebrate together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I remember when I was working in Denver uh, at a law firm, Half my, half my senior partners would fly to Tucson for spring training to go watch the games here because it's a great place to watch games. There's the best hotels and the best accommodations you can find, and it's easy to get around. Yep. So, yep. you know, why not? We did it before. Why can't we do it again? Absolutely. So, Blake, anything outside, of, of course, this, which is huge, uh, anything new with you and what you got going on? No, I mean, it's you know, we're seven weeks in right now, so we're, we're newly formed. Um, we're funded currently from the state budget, and we're just trying to work with everybody that we have in our counties um, to make sure we represent them the best of our ability and to assist them on any of their needs moving forward. There's a lot of big things out there that we want to try to get accomplished, um, and our focus really is on three things right now, and one of those obviously is bringing Major League Baseball back. But I, I just want to say thank you for having me on. But the second thing is, I mean, a huge thanks to Ali. I mean, people don't realize the things that he does for the community and sometimes they do, but not to the length that he does it. And it wouldn't be possible if he wasn't here. And I, we're just so we're so thankful and grateful to have him be a part of this. No doubt. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's. I was telling Justin yesterday, it's really easy to uh, accomplish great things when no one cares who gets the credit and when you surround yourself with great people. And I put you in that category, man. You're one of those guys that just really wants to get things done, and it's not about ego, and it's, uh, it's about uh, making our community in Tucson a better place. I'll say one more thing. I mean, it's a cohesive effort, right? We can't do it our own. Um, so the ability to get these things done and bring things back and sustain things for the long term has to be a partner effect throughout, and we have to we have to work across borders and work together. Well, whatever you need from me, man, uh, you let me know. And if you want to plug in anything that you have in the works that you want to you know pump up, just let us know, man. I've got no our, plugs right now. Yeah, our doors open here at ESPN Tucson. But you know, when things come up, maybe there's a show with you know my name at the end. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, you're here at the Kologar Classic, though. Yeah, how great is this? What do you make of the, the tournament I mean, itself? Right. I mean, not only the tournament, but everything that's going around it. I mean, you can't beat this weather right now, um, especially since it snowed uh, less than 48 hours ago. Yeah. To turn around and be out here and sunny and watch these great athletes out here playing golf at the highest level. And then just the accommodations that you have set up is it's incredible. I and mean, you got to come out. Do you guys know what the most uh, commonly heard phrase out of Tucson yesterday morning was? What the bleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, cer that certainly for those of us that uh, are putting this golf tournament on, we we, we amplified that. But it was uh, it, it awesome. And the weather came up. And it's going to be 70 degrees the next couple of days. So it'll be fine. I was going to ask you, baseball's taking you around the world, right? Mm -hmm. Around the country. So... How many times have you seen snow? But you worked, you played for the Mets organization. So yeah, well, I, I lived in. De I went to. I went to college in Denver too. So. Oh yeah, so yeah. you've seen snow plenty <laughs> of times. I've seen snow maybe four or five times yeah, in my whole life. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Blake Eager joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Blake, thank you so much for coming by and dropping some knowledge, dropping some info, and uh, can't wait to see what you guys have in the works. Yeah, great, great respect for both of you, and then thank you for having me on. Thank You're you. the best, Blake. Yeah. All right, before we go to commercial break, it's time for a giveaway, Ali. 
We're giving away a pair of tickets to NASCAR on March 11th at Phoenix Raceway. The first caller that says, in honor of Blake Eager, I'm eager for NASCAR, gets the tickets. I'm eager for NASCAR. That's right. Keyword. 719-1490-719-1490. Caller number one getting tickets to NASCAR. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. In case you haven't heard, Spears and Ali is moving to the mornings. Starting this Monday, Tucson's top afternoon sports talk show will be on weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Tucson. We're very excited to become Tucson's official drive time sports show in the mornings. Talking the latest with the Arizona Wildcats, Phoenix Suns, Arizona Diamondbacks, and more. So set those alarm clocks and fire up those coffee pots as Spears and Ali takes on weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Tucson, 1490 a.m. and 94.9 HD Channel 4. Kologar Classic, day one, wrapping up here at Omni Tucson National. Spears and Ali, we're live at the uh, 19th hole. And uh, it's the last afternoon show before we move to the mornings, Ali. I know. I can't believe we're pretty much halfway there. Are you feeling a little emotional? Living on a prayer. Are you? Okay. You like that? Well, you're halfway there. Halfway there, living on a prayer. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Amazing. You, I'm twice as old as you, but you somehow (laughs) are way better at dad jokes than me. (laughs) All right, Ollie, we have another special guest stopping by. The best of the best right now. David Larson from Chicanos por la Causa. Yeah. Dave, How's he doing? He doesn't, like, really give it enough oomph. What do you mean? With the Causa. La Causa. La Causa. Yeah. Yeah, like, Chicanos yeah. por la Causa. Chicanos por la Causa. you got to enunciate. Empowering the community yeah, is what right. they do. And, of course, they're empowering Spears and Ali. Chicanos por la Causa is our main sponsor for today's Coligar Classic broadcast. So, David, huge thank you to you. Of course. And what can you tell us about Chicanos por la Causa and how it empowers the community? Well, you know, we've done a lot over the many years. I mean, we've been around uh, since, uh, you know, for many, many years. This year, uh, this past year, uh, 2021, we impacted over 2 million people, actually, in 2021. Wow. Yeah, we do that through, like, 45 different services and, and in five different impact areas, housing, health, education, and uh, let's see, <laughs> economic development and advocacy. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, it, we, we were talking uh, off the air about the scholarships and the number of, of kids and youth that you impact. What can yeah. you tell us about this, the scholarship program? You know, we we really want to we, – we do different golf tournaments and other fundraising events across, you know, all year long. Uh, work with the universities, University of Arizona, ASU, uh, GCU down in there in Phoenix, also the community colleges. Because I mean, we started out actually in the in our grassroots started trying to get Latinos and others that might not have that opportunity to really get out and get a higher education, and we we provide scholarships all the time. As a matter of fact, you know, as joining the organization, it's amazing how many people have come up to me and just said, "Hey, look, I am so thankful that you guys helped me get my education." And I'm talking yeah. all different levels in all different fields. So it's pretty exciting. Wow. Now, David, you talked about housing being one of the components of the organization. I know you're on the construction side of things. Yes. So explain a little bit about what you do and how, when you talk about housing, what do you mean? You know, I I head up La Causa Construction. It's a subsidiary of uh, one of the subsidiaries of Chicanos por La Causa. And in that, we, you know, we do multifamily housing. We do single family housing. It's affordable housing for individuals that are out there. We also build for third party, you know, as a third party general contractor as well. But, you know, as part of the mission, I, it's a return on impact that we're looking at, as a matter of fact. And, and so 
we're able to get out there and uh, do some affordable housing, make sure that we empower people that, you know, need to be in houses, that we all need a place to live. So, David, you're you're one of my favorite guys in life, but <laughs> also in the Conquistadors, right? And so tell me, what is it that got you to join the Conquistadors, and what is it about the mission of the organization that really resonates with you? Well, it goes back, same as with the uh, Chicanos por la Causa. Being a part of the Conquistadors, we really get to give back. And giving back is is what I love to do, helping the youth in southern Arizona with sports. And, I mean, that's just we all have different ways we have to cope with things. A lot of people have had a hard time, in, especially the last few years with COVID and other trials sure. challenges we're going through. But we see that uh, really sports is just one way of many that help our, you know, our youth, our, our next generation, our next leaders really get some some good direction and also uh, and really stabilization in their lives and stuff. And then, you know, it's also kind of fun to watch uh, some of these youth do great things too. Uh-huh. Now you have the nickname of Mother Hen because uh, <laughs> Mother Hen. We uh, this is an organization, a group of gentlemen that work very hard during the week, but we also like to. You know, every once in a while, indulge, uh, indulge yes. in, in a spirit. Uh-huh. You do not indulge in spirits at all. So I think you're genuinely one of the best guys. So <laughs> Thank is, you. is it a burden for you to have to take care of us all the time? Ollie, only with you, actually. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. Every time, every time we come out to these remote shows, man, it's a handful. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. F- I figured you guys would, would connect really yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, I tell you. Yeah, if feel my pain. Yes, totally, Justin. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but no, I mean, in, in all reality, the the conquistadors. It's a great group of guys that and people that, you know, really give back and and everybody's out there for the same reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's about our community first, right? Yep. Yeah. That's exactly it. So, what can you tell us about your your background? Where are you from? Growing up. Tell us about so, the life of David Larson. Yeah, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, born and raised in Phoenix. Came back down, came down here in about 2005 to Tucson. Love Tucson. Uh, I am one of those other graduates of the school up north, and so you know, I mean, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, so you were really happy on Saturday. I I could have been, yes, yes, and uh, there weren't very many happy people around me on Saturday. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was a great game to watch, and uh, for me, uh, but. Yeah, I grew up up north and uh, now uh, call home, well, call home now Scottsdale, but it was for many years down here in Tucson. Now, think about that. He lives up in the Phoenix metropolitan area, yes. but David comes down here and contrib- contributes his time, his money, his, I mean, talk about, David, what you're doing for the Conquistadors. You're the sign guy. Yeah, yes. so, so talk about being the sign guy. Not oh. the drink, but the say, actual sign. I'm going to take a sip of my sign guy. Yeah, we, we, uh, <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell the people what you've done this week so they get a sense of how how much work you put into this. Well, if it started this week, that would be great, Ollie. But, uh, <laughs> no, we, we all we all get together, and we, we really try to put on this tournament. And one of the responsibilities that different of us have, we have all different, different responsibilities. I know guys that work a lot harder than I do, but uh, as we're out there um, – I uh, we all the look of the tournament, what it looks like besides the structures, uh, everything that goes on the structures, everything you see, that's what we do. And uh, and also everything that you see on the tournament, if it's printed or if it's uh, up, the, we probably had a hand in it. But, yeah, it starts back in uh, August. <laughs> so it's, we've been doing it for a while. It certainly does. Uh, big golf fan. Yes. I take it. 
So what, yep. do you make, what do you make of the, the field so far at the Colgar Classic? You know, I haven't even seen it, <laughs> to give you the honest truth. I mean, the the, the uh, I saw a couple of people. Yesterday we, or two days ago we golfed with Nota Begay, and that was really a lot of fun seeing him, talking with him, you know, obviously roommate of Tiger Woods. And so that was kind of exciting to be able to golf with him. Um, some out on, uh, let's see, what was it, out on 17 today. So that was the only putt that I saw all day long. But wow. uh I tell you, I, I'm excited to maybe get a little bit more golf uh, and watching a little bit of golf today or tomorrow, and um, we'll see. I think it's it's going to be a good good showing. So when you're talking to these pros, yeah, what's the one tip that stands out to you? Because Ali got a tip. Who was it? David Frost. David Frost. Yeah. Ba- bull baseball tip. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You go into first and then slide into second. Don't go to third. Yeah. When you, when you with f- your with your hips. legs. Yeah, with your hips. Yeah. So I think mine was just you know hit the driving range more i think that was it but uh um no i mean at least it wasn't like just the advice justin got two days ago what was that stop playing <laughs> good lord oh my goodness no i mean it was great those guys the, the the golfers are amazing out here i mean they've given i've watched uh, yesterday uh somebody we were golfing with david adame actually president and ceo of chicanos por la causa and and he said, "Hey, just keep tight, keep low, and uh, and uh, you're in a, you know, just kind of that kind of stuff." And it, it changed his game actually for That's the day. Amazing. That's yeah. amazing. All right, David. Uh, before we let you go, uh, anything that you want to plug in in regardings to uh, Chicanos por la causa? You know, I just wanted to say that uh, we are constantly just looking at uh, trying to advocate for others and uh, and empower lives. And they they really do we really do impact a lot of people, um, a lot of lives, a lot of families, and giving back, uh, supporting Chicanos por la causa, but just supporting people is the most important thing we can do as human beings and just as part of this community. Amen. Go check out the website cplc.org, Chicanos por la causa. And Dave Larson. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey, and if you're around, uh, Dave Larson's got his name tag on. Give him, give him a big hug. Absolutely. He's, he's, <laughs> thanks, Ollie. He's, he's a hugger. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah. All right. Up next on Spears and Ali, we're going to continue to talk more Arizona Wildcats basketball. If you want to join the show, 719-1490 is the phone number, 719-1490. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. All right, you're listening uh, to Spears and Ali here on ESPN Radio, 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4. And this guy's got all the moves. He's got all the moves. That look guy right guy. there. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look at that. Yep, yep. Ooh. They they can't see it on the radio, but, man. They can, they can feel him, though. They can feel they it. They can feel him. They can feel Hell it. yeah. This guy's got the moves yeah. out here. A lot of people are already just just feeling festive right now, man. It's Friday. Friday, the sun's out. Colgar Classic. Day. Yeah, man. Why would you not feel festive? It's, Tucson, it's Arizona, the so, day after a snowfall. It's, it's great. It's, everyone's all <laughs> just joyous right now. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, Arizona, they uh, beat USC last night, 87-81 to 81 at Galen Center. And, uh, you know, Got to give a big shout-out, by the way. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of bearing the lead here, I, or at least I've done it the last hour and a half, Ali. What's that? Tommy Lloyd, big shout-out to him. Win number 58. Most wins by a coach in the first two seasons since, do you know? Bill Guthridge. Bill Guthridge in Nor- North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Oh, it's tied with Bill Guthridge. 
Yeah. So he can get the win. Uh, the win on Saturday will put him over the top, of course. Pac-12 tournament count? I don't think so, yeah. 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 So Pac-12 tournament looks like the winner of Washington State and Stanford, right? Yes. It will be awesome to get Stanford again. I think Actually, either of those teams. Yeah. Let's, let's, the, the rematch. We owe them Well, one. Washington State, right? They, yeah. beat him, they beat him in McHale Center. We owe them one. So. Tommy Lloyd's first loss at McHale. It was. It was the Washington State. Of all teams. Wazoo. The team that it seems like we've beat them every single time since 1936 is the one that Gets the streak done. It's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, we're going to – I hope they win. We're going to kick their butts at, at, in Vegas. Stanford, though. They're pretty Zoo, good, too. Uh, they're good, but remember, Mazzuz Tubelis finished in single digits and points. Didn't have his best game as an Arizona Wildcat. And, that was you know, the first game he was in foul trouble, was that Stanford yeah, game, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think it's safe to say that that was probably maybe – his worst game at the U of A, hmm. with the exception of maybe the NCAA tournament against Houston. Yeah, Houston. That game was that was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. But that's in, in the tournament. Houston's a really good team. I mean, shoot, they're the, the top team in the country right now. They're really good. I I appreciate your due diligence, Ali, when you when you gamble, right? You don't you don't just make bets because uh, whatever. You actually do your homework. Yeah. And okay. Houston. They're number one right now. The Final Four is in Houston, and I didn't know I didn't know about Jim Nance going yeah. to Houston. So Jim Nance's last Final Four on CBS, and uh, Jim Nance happens to be an alumnus of the University of Houston. So interesting. From a script writing standpoint, it's pretty juicy. It's all set up for the Cougars. Yeah. Kelvin Sampson, the redemption story that yeah. is Kelvin Sampson. Look, they're really good, but you know they had trouble with Wichita State last night. Um, I agree with Saul Bookman. We talked to him earlier in the 3 o'clock hour. And he, there is, it's going to be absolute pandemonium this March, with the March Madness. I think you're going to see upset upon upset upon upset. And, uh, you know, you're going to see, I think, one of those final fours where in the past we've had a George Washington or Florida Gulf Coast. I can see that happening. Let's just hope that Arizona is in one of those brackets. And I would love to see Arizona, frankly, in any any bracket with Purdue, yes, or any Big Ten team, because or Xavier that comp nope, nope. <laughs> you don't want don't, nothing to do with nope, Xavier. Nope, I don't want nothing. To, I want <laughs> nothing to do. I like Sean, man. It's just laundry. I like Sean. I don't want Xavier to play Arizona. Now Xavier and Arizona in the Final Four, I can I can take a bite out of that. That that'd be savory, but I think the Big Ten is the most overrated conference in our lifetime when it comes to basketball. Are why is that though? So, I think it's safe to say. Uh, who broadcasts Big Ten basketball? No, 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 no. Also our show. So, you know, there's good and bad. Well, because in, in the college basketball landscape, right, all these ranked teams, it's like you got SEC in football, and then you got Big Ten in basketball. But the thing about the SEC in football, though, Ali, is that they're dominant. They win national championships. They're, they're You got the Alabamas. You got the LSUs. Like, they're, they're the premier college football conference and then you have the big 10 right they get into the ncaa tournament they have like nine or ten teams yeah and then they all fall apart in the first weekend <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know i think that it's just completely overrated and it's so hard. i gotta tell you a finer group of handsome women i have never seen in my life <laughs> dancing in front of us i'm not sure i can do the show anymore yeah i might tongue-tied now i know what that means this is going to be 
one interesting show because yeah. it, what what is it about us? We're, we're literally just standing here and people are like, ooh, there's Spears and Ali. Let's bust a move right in front of their table. Well, we're pretty we amazing. Just, we have that. Of, we're good looking guys. I guess so. I mean, we know. get people to dance. We do. You know that I don't dance. We do. We're I, like, just, I just pull my pants. We're like, rock a, away. we're like the keys on a piano. Lean back. Ebony and ivory. <laughs> Together. That's right. In harmony. That's right. Chocolate vanilla swirl. <laughs> Is there a better ice cream? No. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like going to Costco, man. That's right. All right. Now, now, but going back to uh, Arizona Wildcats basketball, uh, I think that Azulis Tubel is bouncing back. Certainly bodes well for Arizona. He's out of his defensive funk. I'm curious, really curious to see how he does against Jaime Jaquez. That one-on-one matchup between Azulis Tubelas and Jaquez is going to be insane to watch because, you know, Jaquez is a – he could be maybe a small forward at the next level. He's, right. he's a scorer, right? But He's all right. But Azulis, he's the power forward for UCLA, and Azulis Tubelas is going to have that matchup. How those two guys go at each other is going to be certainly a treat to watch. But Azulis Tubelas kind of snapping out of his funk last night was a really positive development for Arizona. But at the start of the season, Ali, we've been raving about Umar Balo, Azulis Tubelas, and those two guys have been the – the two main guys for Arizona all year long. Yeah. But, man, guard play is really starting to come around for the, this team. And Courtney Ramey, you know, he had an awesome game last night, 16 points, four assists. He had a three three turnovers, could clean up, you know, that part. But I thought Courtney Ramey had one of his best games in Pac-12 play, and now he leads the conference in three-pointers. I didn't know Courtney Ramey was that close. And do you know who he passed for most three-pointers in conference play? Also surprised me when I heard this last night. Kirk Creesa. Yeah. So, so Arizona, all of you complaining about Kirk Creesa and our guard play. Arizona's got the two top three-point shooters. How about that? Right. And when our big guys work in concert and uh, play complementary basketball with our backcourt, and then Cedric Henderson starting, Pella Larson off the bench, Kylan Boswell providing a punch. Man, this team is tough. I think UCLA... I think their offensive scheme is garbage. It's all one-on-one basketball. I think Arizona's got the players to defend the Jaime Jaquez, screen and roll, dribble, 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 shoot. And, uh, you know, I think Arizona's going to do do well tomorrow against UCLA. Now, UCLA's got a lot to play for. They've already gotten the regular season Pac-12 title. That's, that's already done. But Arizona's beat them three in a row. In Poly Pavilion, Arizona's – going to have to bring its A game because UCLA is motivated and they're going to want to get a victory over Arizona because this is likely the championship game in Vegas between the top two teams in the Pac-12. Did you know Kylan Boswell is 17? Shut up. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phone line. 719-1490, 719-1490. We got John joining on line one. What's up, John? Oh, man. So you guys took me three different places with things I could say. But you know, I mean, both the first two years where we expected to do what we've done and really on a lot of levels, no. And it's a testament, you know, to look look how we responded last night. We played a really good game coming off of what could hurt a lot of teams that aren't mentally strong enough. Uh, you know, to me, the question really comes down to, you're talking about all these teams, Ali, that can get upset, all these teams that can do this and that. So what – what does it take to win those games? You got to rebound, you got to hit free throws, you got to take care of the ball. If you rebound and you hit your free throws, you take care of the ball at Poly Pavilion, you got a great chance to win no matter what. Yeah. But if you have 18 turnovers, 
you know, and they get out and they get a couple buckets out of that, you know. And, and Ali, the way it works, man, is they're going to try and get Tubelis and one-on-ones off of switches and force the Pac-10 rest, Pac-12, Pac-10, Pac-12 to make calls. You know, and that's just kind of the motive it is. Whoever's the home team seems to get the benefit of those calls. But yeah. regardless, guys, what are we complaining about? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Honestly, man, beautiful weather. You know, everything, you know, a lot of good golf, a lot of beautiful ladies right around there, but just a, a lot of really great basketball, too. Um, I have no complaints with what I've watched for two two seasons. Just, just nothing but pleasure on my end. Absolutely. Man. I'm going to be really succinct for a guy that's a lawyer. Everything John said, yes. Yes, on point. Yeah. Totally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you as always, my man. And, yeah, I mean, what do, you, what do really Arizona fans have to complain about? I mean, and I know losing. Who's complaining? It, all, all week long after losing to ASU. Oh, my goodness. It, it felt like. Oh. Twitter is not real life. Okay? It's not. That's that's a mistake we make as a society. What you hear on Twitter is not real life. But that's, that, that's how Arizona fans express themselves. They don't. They lose. They go on Twitter. They go on Facebook. They get, they get behind a keyboard. They type out some things. I guess they maybe feel good about themselves. I don't know. But th- they, they get into this funk until Arizona gets out of their own funk. And then when Arizona does it, it's like, okay, we're back to being good now. Yeah. Arizona fans, man, just they're, they're sports fans. They are. When, it, they when are. it comes to it, man. And look, there's been some, uh, you know, there's been some ups and downs, but more, way more ups and downs. And like I said, and like John said, the, the first two years with Tommy Lloyd, if anybody expected more than that or was – this is not exceeding your expectations, you're kind of lying to yourself. Well, shoot. Remember last year going into it, we didn't really know about Benedict Matherin. We didn't really know about, you know, the kind of levels that Christian Coloco would would gain in his third year with the program. We didn't know Dalen Terry was going to turn into a first-round pick. Remember, Dalen Terry was moved to the bench his first year at Arizona. That's right. He got the start and then was really was really struggling. Yeah. Huh? We got Dayton going all the way. Dayton, the Dayton, Flyers. The Flyers, yeah. No, no, we're, we're talking Arizona Wildcats. Who? What are you talking about? We're we're live on air, my man. We we appreciate you. He's not sure. He's not sure. <laughs> Enjoy that book, though. Yeah. Enjoy the yeah. book, Rise of the Black Quarterback. By the yeah. way, which you should uh, yeah. get off Amazon. Um, I don't know what the hell he was talking about. I was like, uh, San Dimas High School football rules. I guess that's so. What he, that's San basically Dimas what he's High School. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean, the the team last year, we didn't know the kind of level that Benedict Matherin would get to, right? right? right. Uh, all the guys just took a whole another notch, and is it a, a big part of because of them? Yes, but also what Tommy Lloyd and the coaching staff did to get these guys into a position to su- succeed, it's something that you got to tip your cap to, and you know this year. You know, you lose those three guys. What were the expectations? Ah, oh, well, let's see what Azulus Tabellis can do because of how he performed the NCAA tournament. And he's answered the bell and some. Absolutely. Uh, I know he's been in a funk lately, you know, bounced back last night. But let's be real here. I think Azulus Tabellis has exceeded all of our expectations this year. Same with Umar Balo. And as of late, Pella Larson, Cedric Henderson, all those guys, they're starting to come around. So, However this ends up this year, the one thing I can say is for sure with Tommy Lloyd teams in year one and two, they're very likable and easy to root for. Absolutely. And I'm going to continue to do so, even though you pretend like you're not going to. All right. 
right. <laughs> oh, a little we silence. Get a, we get a breaking point in uh, the last afternoon uh, show. Uh, you know what? I'm done, man. Oh, man. All the, right. The rebar beard. There it <laughs> comes. I am spinning. I am spinning my beard. Twisting those beard and twisting that beard like nobody's business. <laughs> All right. DJ Harm is getting set up here. Uh, the music's about to get lit here very soon. So uh, this 5 o'clock hour is going to be very interesting. But uh, we still have one more segment left of this 4 o'clock hour. We're going to talk a few more minutes to wrap up hour number two. Stay tuned. In case you haven't heard, Spears and Ali is moving to the morning. Starting this Monday, Tucson's top afternoon sports talk show will be on weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Tucson. We're very excited to become Tucson's official drive time sports show in the mornings. Talking the latest with the Arizona Wildcats, Phoenix Suns, Arizona Diamondbacks, and more. So set those alarm clocks and fire up those coffee pots as Spears and Ali takes on weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Tucson, 1490 a.m. and 94.9 HD Channel 4. All right, welcome back to Spears and Ali here on ESPN Tucson. We're uh, concluding our number two presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. The last conclusion of our hour number two in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in case you didn't know, this week is our last week on the afternoons. Uh, we will be transitioning into the mornings from 7 to 9 a.m., man. Although I think, like, next year at the Collegar Classic, we'll probably make a switch from the morning to the afternoon for those two days, right? Flexible? Malleable? Maybe. Adjustable? Maybe. Maybe. Well, remember, i got to cover this tournament, too. Oh, yeah. For the Arizona Daily Star, so. You, it depends. You got this. It depends. You but, got this. Yeah, the, the Collegar Classic is, is always such a, a great time because – one, you got good golf, right? Be- uh, Brett Keegley, he leads the leaderboard right now. He's number one. Uh, and you have uh, Willie Wood, the Tucson native, Sabino High School graduate. He is tied for 11th right now. And, of course, also on the leader leaderboard, you have John Houston, Kurt Triplett, and Brian Cooper tied for second. So I don't know where John Daly is, but uh, I think he hit it like a 50-foot putt today. Did he? Well, he's on a, a sponsor exemption, yeah. so he's participating in this. Uh, still dealing with the, it's like a hip injury. Or yeah, something he just like had that. hip surgery. Yeah, but um, yeah, he hit uh, basically one of the longest putts ever at this uh, tournament. Did he do a barefoot? That's like John Daly fashion. There's a great video out there of John Daly just chipping golf balls with a with a cigarette in his mouth, barefoot on grass, just chipping away. And it, it, it was so just effortless, and he was getting right to the pin every single time. Yeah, no, he's it's, trying something new now. If you come out here to the uh, the Omni National Resort, Collegar Classic, John Daly will be putting while doing a hula hoop. Yeah, Interesting. Yes, it, it's, it's, it's very fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> come check it out. And he was here performing last night. He had a uh, guitarist, and he was singing some songs. He's not bad, man. He's not bad. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I actually enjoy him. Now, I want to follow John Daly around for a, a round of golf because I want to I want to be able to calculate the things that this man is consuming because he does not drink water. Like, I, I had a, a, a golf buddy or a golf reporter. Uh, he's a Rupert the Reporter in the golf realm. Okay. He followed John Daly around for, uh, for full 18 rounds, for full 18 holes, one round, and he counted – not a single ounce of water consumed, but six bags of peanut M&Ms and 12 Diet Cokes and a couple packs of cigarettes. 
you know, John Daly, man. not a diet by choice, but there is technically uh, water and Diet Cokes, so that's you can consume some water. Yeah, that's uh, that I is mean, not a diet I would recommend for anyone, but John Daly, apparently he can do it. He is a very warm, loving, friendly guy, and uh, we're really happy to have him here in Tucson for the Collier Classic. No doubt. You gonna make you? Is he, he gonna make you a fried bologna sandwich? Yeah, like but hold, with, hold the mustard. Though. Hold the mustard. Hold, I don't, no mustard for me. You don't want that stuff dripping with mustard. But hey, man, bologna and cheese, fried sandwich. Sign me up. I'm gonna have to go for an extra walk that day. Maybe yeah, I'll Daly. take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Coligar Classic Day One is in the books. Got Day Two and Day Three on Saturday and Sunday. Make sure you check out ColigarClassic.com for all that information. But coming up next. Arizona, yes, they beat USC, but can they get it done against number four UCLA in Poly Pavilion? It's a tough place to play, Ali, but I like Arizona's chances a lot. UCLA is a very tough team, but I think Arizona, they're going to have a lot of fight, and they're going to make it one hell of a game. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know in the 5 o'clock hour. All right, let's talk Arizona Wildcats basketball and their game against UCLA. You want to join the show? 719-1490 is that phone number. More Spears and Ali coming up next.